Welcome to my first interview for my new podcast, My Struggle is Your Struggle. I am so excited to be able to interview my friend Molly. I am so grateful that she would join me and I just feel her outlook is so positive and even though she's going through a struggle right now. And she has been a sounding board for me and she actually encouraged me to chase this dream of doing the podcast. So I truly believe it is only fitting that she's my first interview. I feel so blessed to have a chance for her to tell her struggle and how she is making her way through it. Oh, hello, Allison. As you said, my name is Molly, and I uh, have known you since college, and I'm so happy to be your guest today. Um, Grew up in small town Iowa, and I have uh, some wonderful parents and an older brother, and I'm a mom of three. I work uh, full-time for a radio station doing sales, and I enjoy that very much, except for when the sales aren't so good. (laughs) And do you think that... um... Could you tell us a little bit about growing up in, did you also grow up in Iowa or what was your life like growing up? Yeah, I've lived in Iowa my entire life, a small town, and now I live in just a slightly bigger town, but it's still small town, small town, Iowa. And I like it very much, Um, just the community and, you know, always having someone there to reach out to and just, you know, knowing almost everybody is always nice. Definitely. And do you feel like um, there has been one past struggle that you've dealt with or one struggle in your life that you would be willing to talk with us today about? I feel like I've had many struggles, but uh, most recently and probably the hardest one I've been going through now is uh, the diagnosis of my mom with dementia. Uh, We started noticing things that maybe about five years ago, but it's been about three years ago that she was actually diagnosed and it's taken our family quite a while to come to terms with it and just really, you know, understand what she's going through and also just letting other people in on it and letting them know what she's going through. Sure. And um, Molly, do you think you noticed things were different with your mom right away or was it just, was there anything that clued you in that there might be something going on with her? It just seemed like real subtle changes that she would forget, you know, what time the ball game started. You know, we tell her the game starts at six and they wouldn't come until five or they wouldn't come and they'd come later at seven. And, oh, I didn't know that the time changed. And it's like, well, no, it didn't change. And just things like that. Or we went to a family reunion and she brought all the silverware and plates. And, oh, I I told you I was going to bring all this. And I'm like, no, you didn't. And then uh, and, I guess as things progress, now she's just losing interest in a lot of things. She used to like to cook and clean and just take care of the household. And now she just really doesn't have much interest in doing that. Like um, You said that she liked to cook and clean, but do you feel like it slowly progressed that she stopped doing those things? Or did she stop doing those things like almost immediately? Or how did that go for her? It seemed like it was just kind of slowly. I think she was just having a difficult time completing a task as far as following a recipe and some of the items just weren't turning out right. And I think mm-hmm. she just kind of got frustrated with it too. Can't imagine what she's done her whole life and then for it to not, 
you know, not be the way she imagined it would be, that would probably be pretty frustrating for her. Yeah, and it's been really hard on my dad, too, because he saw her as a caretaker of the house. He went out and worked full time and did a lot of the work outside where she took care of the home and did the cooking and the cleaning and the ironing and the mending and planning the card parties and everything. And now she just isn't able to do any of those things. So he's pretty much her primary caregiver for everything. And your parents have been married for many years, right? Yeah, it was 51 years. So we got to celebrate their 50th anniversary and she was pretty good yet then. And I've noticed that she really has gone downhill quicker during the pandemic when she was taken out of her routine and just didn't get to go places, didn't get to see people. And I think she just really got kind of lonely and depressed during it as well. Sure. So do you think for her to see like you and see your kids, is that a good thing for her? Is that hard for her right now? I think it's wonderful for her and she, you know, still knows us all, which is great. Um, We're going to take advantage of that as long as we can. And she's still interested in the kids' lives and what grade they're in. She might have to ask a couple times, oh, are you in this grade or what are you going to do next year? But she at least asks about it and she's interested. So I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think, um, have you tried to help your dad in caring for your mom or how have you tried to help support your dad through all this? Um, I've done different researches on the internet and talked to some experts, um, different nurses and stuff that specialize in it. And I've just offered a lot of suggestions and sometimes he takes my suggestions to heart. Other times, you know, oh, that's not going to work. And then I might suggest it a, a second or a third time. And then I can at least get him to try it, I think. Do you feel like your relationship with your mom is still good or do you feel more like you're a caregiver or try to care for her a little differently? It's definitely a different relationship. I mean, I think it's still strong and I know she's happy to see me when I do stop by. It's just, I don't really call her anymore to tell her about my day or the struggles I'm having because I just feel like it's just going to make more stress for her and she's not really going to be able to help me anyway, or I know she's not going to really remember the conversation. Mm -hmm. And as my relationship has changed with her, I think it's also my relationship has changed with my dad because over the years we weren't extremely close. Um, I was way closer to my mom. And now I, if I call the house, I usually call my dad and just talk to him about what's going on or what my struggles are in life. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a shift, obviously, but it's still, do you think it's still a positive that you're closer to your dad? I mean, that has been one part of this. Yeah, I would definitely say if something did good did come out of this situation, it's that I got closer to my dad and I know he relies on me a lot more now for helping, you know, with my mom, if, you know, he just didn't know how to run the washing machine. He didn't know how to run the dishwasher. He didn't know how to do certain things just because he never had to do it. And there were things that I had to teach him. Do you feel like you at first, you didn't, you didn't want to think that there was something wrong with your mom or was it hard for you guys to think that she might be facing dementia? Oh, it was definitely hard. And I mean, like I said, I, was, I did a lot of research at the beginning and I just, oh, it's just normal aging. You know, if she forgets something, but then she'd remember later, oh, that's normal. And 
But then after a while, it's like, no, unfortunately, this isn't normal and it's not the normal aging. It's definitely, you know, the onset of dementia. And has she been able to be cared for by the doctors in your town or has she had to go to like specialists? Uh, she was seen by a specialist that did the diagnosis and now she's just seen with, you know, a family care doctor. Um, they just, they had to travel like 25 minutes from their hometown. So it's not too far. Mm-hmm. And did you feel like she got good care from the specialist? Yeah, I think so. And she just seems like, you know, she asks a lot of questions and she wants to make sure that my mom's doing well, but then she also wants to make sure my dad's doing well and tells him, you know, at the appointments, that's the caregiver that usually burns out and, you know, they need to take care of themselves too. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this is something like that has affected your faith or have you had any questions about your faith since this has come up? Um, My faith has just always been a huge part of my life. And I, you know, pray often, but now I just pray a lot for my mom, just, you know, that she gets through this. And I pray a lot for my dad just to have strength and patience with her. And just, I guess when it gets to be towards the end, that he'll take her before she suffers too much. Mm -hmm. Are you guys worried about level of care or having her having her have to go to like a nursing home or something like that? Uh, It's definitely a concern. I mean, fortunately they do have some long-term care insurance, so that's good to have in place when the time comes, Um, but it'll definitely be different. I mean, I know my dad sometimes sees it as a lot of work trying to take care of her, but at the same time, I know he does, he'll be so lonely if she's not at home with Mm -hmm. him all the time either. Mm -hmm. And as far as like how this has changed, like your outlook on life or how you spend time with your family, has that been changed at all from this struggle? Um, I, somewhat, I guess it's just always about making memories. And I guess I'm trying to hold on to memories so much more now and, you know, mementos and pictures and writing things down what we did. I mean, if, even if we just you know, went to Dairy Queen and had ice cream cones, I'll make note of that in my phone calendar. Just, you know, what did we do on that day? And just to look back and be able to remember these things. Mm-hmm. And I think they, my kids are, you know, have a greater appreciation for grandma. And, you know, she tells the same stories over and over and we just kind of chuckle about it at home, but they've been so good with her. And I'm really proud of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever question like why why your mom has to go through this struggle or why your family has to go through this struggle I guess I maybe did at first I mean I just feel like everybody has their own cross to bear and you know so many people struggle with cancer or multiple sclerosis or something else and none of it's fair and it's just Mm -hmm. the hand you were dealt so you have to deal with it Do you feel like you've been able to tell people that she has been facing this or was that a struggle at any time for you? It was definitely a struggle early on because I think the family, including myself, we just had a hard time accepting it. And especially my dad had a very hard time accepting it. And he's just always been a very private person. And I don't think he really wanted anybody to know and to judge her or to judge them. And so once he finally kind of, let that go and let his guard down and started telling people it was easier for me to start telling people I had 
just initially told just a few close friends. And once I could tell more people, it helped me too. Mm-hmm. And what way did it help to be able to talk about it or to tell people? I guess just to know that I wasn't alone and people were offering to help and just lending a listening ear. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of people have told my dad, you know, if you ever need to get away, we'll come in and sit with your wife or, you know, we're here to help. And, you know, sometimes they bring in, you know, food or cookies or something or just come and sit with her. And that's always nice. Sure. Do you feel like your dad has taken people up on that or do you feel like he's really just tried to do it all himself or? Um, still a lot himself. And I think some mm-hmm. of that has to do with the pandemic, not wanting extra people in the sure. house and not wanting them to, you know, feel uncomfortable coming in. And I think he's still waiting for that day when things do get even worse and then, you know, not to burden these people early on. And then mm-hmm. like, Oh, they've been doing this for five years or 10 years now. And so I think he's just kind of waiting until he really, really needs it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your mom is aware of what's going on or like that she's losing? I really don't know. And I guess that's kind of, part of what makes it so hard is because you can't ask her I mean if you ask her how she is oh I'm fine that's all she ever really says and I mean just I can't imagine sometimes how she's feeling and if she's Mm -hmm. scared or you know just wondering what's going on or sometimes I feel like we're kind of talking behind her back and I don't know Mm -hmm. if she's aware that we're talking about her or not Mm -hmm. well and you do you are talking about her to take care of her right I mean that's a good thing right yeah absolutely well my dad and I kind of talk a lot in the evenings when she's Mm -hmm. you know not in the room or if she's already gone to bed and then he'll Mm -hmm. tell me about her day or something new that she's doing and you know how we should handle it sure do you think she's able to like read to understand um I just know my dad said she doesn't really read the newspaper anymore I know she doesn't read the newspaper anymore really Mm -hmm. and she never really was into like reading books or anything so Mm -hmm. and she watches a lot of television and sometimes I wonder if she really knows what the plot of the movie is or where it took place Mm -hmm. or if you'd ask her after it was over oh what was that movie about you know she might oh it was was about Christmas you know but she wouldn't go into great detail about anything what happened in the movie Sure. Well, and sometimes TV, at least it's on, like, in the background, you know, sort of thing. You don't know if they're just there watching it because it's on or, you know, if they actually are enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. She just, she always tells me, oh, how good the movies are on the Hallmark Channel. And I just, oh, that's good. I'm glad you watch those. And Mm -hmm. yeah, sometimes I guess I feel like I'm being kind of fake towards her but I think that's just what she needs just a calm soothing voice to reassure her that oh that's okay that you watch tv and mm-hmm. well and if your kids or somebody young would say that to you too you'd still want to you'd say oh that's good you know sort of thing even if it's not you know the the thing you are totally into you know sort of thing so that right yeah have you been able to talk to anybody else who has gone through this um, with their parent or someone they were close to? 
I guess I have a, a friend that had a grandmother that went through it, but I mean, several years ago. So I mean, somewhat different, but she's, uh, she's been somewhat helpful and she was one of the first people I told too. I guess there are supposed to be support groups out there too, but with, again, with the pandemic, nobody's really needing to tell her person. because she, she knew what kind of what, what group. Mm-hmm. What'd you say, Molly? Sorry. Oh, I just said with the pandemic, the, these support groups really aren't meeting in person. And mm, I guess sure. I'm not really a, a zoom kind of person and I'd right. rather meet in person. So, I mean, if things do eventually get better, I wouldn't mind going to some of those and, mm-hmm. you know, hearing what they have to say. And I know my dad's made a couple connections at our local church of some other um, husbands that are going through this with their spouse. And so I was glad well, that, that, you know, he was yeah. able to open up to them a little bit. And yeah. again, I think if we can, ever get back together again and get a little bit more back to normal that maybe he can, you know, actually go and visit with them or something would help. Well, and I think what you said about not having people come in because of COVID and things like that, that just, that isolation is hard because, you know, normally people would come sit, be able to come sit with her and, you know, and give your dad a break or something like that. Right. At one time we had talked about getting in a home health nurse to help with, you know, some cooking and cleaning and, you know, a few things like that. And my dad just like, no, I really don't want any extra people in the house, you know, just in case. So Mm -hmm. that might be something we're going to have to revisit again, again in the future. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think if, if things get harder for your mom, as far as like bathing or caring for herself, you know, that might be something that would help your dad know that she needs more care, you know, sort of thing. Right. And I guess I talked to a nurse just uh, the other day because uh, the bath issue has become a, a bigger concern. And as far as my dad helping her with that and, mm-hmm. you know, that, yes, she has dementia, but she still, you know, is a person and, you know, has modesty issues that, you know, it's mm-hmm. uncomfortable mm-hmm. and dressing in front mm-hmm. of someone and, sure, you know, husband and wives are, intimate with each other, you know, throughout their whole lives, but it's so different when you're, you know, giving somebody a bath. I just don't want her to, you know, lose that dignity. Mm-hmm. So the nurse was telling me if we do get someone in to, to help with a bath that we should introduce this person early on and just say, oh, they're here just to help your husband, you know, he needs some help with some cooking and cleaning and then, you know, get my mom used to this person and then say, Oh, you know, maybe I can help you with your bath today or something. Instead Mm -hmm. of just, you know, somebody rings the doorbell and the stranger, I'm here to give you a bath. Let's go in the bathroom, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's not the way you want to approach it. (laughs) And I I think it's the golden rule. Yeah. Treat somebody the way you'd want to be treated and you know how you wouldn't want that. And some stranger just to show up and want to give you a bath. So it makes a lot of sense, but sometimes it's just, easier hearing it from someone like that and then explaining that to my dad. Well, and especially a nurse to me, that's great because they have a care, you know, or they, they care for that person, you know, sort of thing. So. Yeah. It's one nurse I have made a personal connection with her uh, mom had Alzheimer's and dementia and she had it very early on and she's passed away from it. So this, uh, gal went into nursing and specialized in dementia just because of her mom and I think that's just a true inspiration and she just really she knows what you're going through and you know that every patient's different but 
you know, she just seems to have like a reassuring answer for anything that comes up with their care along the way. Oh, that's great. Well, and especially to have a nurse that you could ask questions to, because sometimes you're like, am I just, am I worrying about this too much? Or is this really something we should be concerned about, you know, sort of thing. So. Right. And, you know, she's, I talked to her today on the phone and she had sent an email explaining some other things and she's like, don't hesitate to reach out again if you need something. So I just always feel like that's really nice to have in the back of my mind that there's someone there that's to help and not judge. And, you know, it's not one size fits all. It's just, you could try this, you could try that and, and never to blame the patient. You know, it's, it's the can opener's fault if the can won't open or it's the towel's fault if it doesn't dry the dishes, you know, thoroughly. Right. You know, or it's the, the towel that didn't get the windows clean. It's not you. Right. Right. Well, and they don't understand necessarily what's happening. So to make them feel bad would be make it even worse. You know, it would be, would be right. hard for them. Yeah. Yeah. I know my mom does so- struggle a lot with like time issues as far as, you know, what time we're leaving. And she, you know, will keep constantly asking my dad and then he you know we're leaving at five o'clock well you know 10-15 minutes later she's already forgotten what time he said they were leaving so we got her a special clock that's made for people with dementia that tells you what the day is and what if it's in the afternoon and you know what time it is and then we also got her a whiteboard that my dad can write on you know today is Sunday we are leaving tonight at five o'clock to go to you know wherever and Mm -hmm. so that's been helpful we just gave her that about a week ago so they're still kind of getting into it but he said it has been helpful because just when I think they get confused and they don't know things or you they almost feel like you're keeping something from them that they get you know anxious Mm -hmm. well and anything that you can do to help make them realize that you are trying to include them in things and and keep them abreast of things I think would be would be reassuring you know Right. So I think a lot of times my dad's like, oh, I can't tell your mom that we're going out to eat until, you know, it's almost time to leave because then he she just keeps asking, you know, and I said, I think, you know, she almost feels like you're keeping things from her or that she might think that, you know, you told her we were leaving at five o'clock and she just forgot, mm-hmm. and, you know, and that she, he may be angry because she forgot. Sure, sure. But he hadn't even told her all day. So I think sometimes maybe it is a good idea if you would tell her in the morning, if he knows, Hey, we do have plans at five o'clock and then just write it down. And I said, just let her hold that board while she's sitting on the couch watching TV. So she gets that, Oh, what time are we leaving? And gets kind of nervous. She can just look down and there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, you can, I mean, it's a process. Like you said, you just gave it to her a week ago. You can say, Oh, remember, look at your board. What time does it say? You know, sort of thing or something like that. Right you know, so then she'll remember to look at it, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Do you it's just all the- these things that we're trying. And if it, you yeah. know, I told my dad, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I said, this whiteboard cost a dollar, you know, we're not out anything if it doesn't work or even if it works for time or if it works some days and then the next day it doesn't work, it, you know, it was worth it that it worked those few days. Sure. So- sure. Do you feel like this has made you want to take better care of yourself in any way uh occasionally or I I shouldn't (laughs) say occasionally but it often does but then I sometimes don't follow through because I get busy with you know taking care of my kids and 
yeah. you know, putting their needs before me. And I think my mom kind of did that her whole life. And I keep telling myself that I don't want that for myself. I want to take care of myself mm-hmm. and not just be the one that cooked and cleaned. And then all of a sudden just stopped. And then everybody has to take over for me. Sure. So I do try to exercise and, you know, eat healthier. And, but, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't always happen. And then just, you know, make sure that I make time for myself. Well, we say progress over perfection. That's what we're waiting for. (laughs) Do you feel like um, your relationship with your brother has changed at all? Or has he been able to participate at all in in this? Um, He does all right. He's just, you know, I think a sister would be better at this. (laughs) But he he tries and I know he, he talks to my dad. And I think sometimes maybe my dad has an easier time talking to him because they're both guys. Sure. You know, and then a lot of times my brother and I will compare notes. I'd be like, well, dad told me mom did this, this, and this. He's like, oh, he didn't mention that, but he told me she did this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. So <laughs> I think he kind of tells me one thing and he tells my brother other things that are going on. And, sure. you know, my brother's been a big help as far as helping my dad out. He, they have a little acreage and, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of work with mowing lawn and cutting trees sure. and, you know, just keeping it up. And, and my brother's more helpful with that where, mm-hmm. you know, I, come in more and help clean the house when I can. And I've been um, kind of designated as the um, pedicurist. I've been uh, cutting my mom's fingernails and stuff and keeping those nice for her. Good, good. Well, and I think too, we all have our strengths, right? So if your brother can help outside, that's great. And that's a way for him to lend support, you know, sort of thing. Right. And I just seemed like early on too, we would compare notes, you know, like, Oh, I, I called mom before and asked her where they went last night and she, no, they went out to this certain restaurant and, you know, they left at, you know, six o'clock or whatever. And then, you know, well, they didn't really leave until seven o'clock, but you know, does it really matter? It's just more matters mm-hmm. that she remembered she went somewhere and sometimes sure. it just doesn't matter. doesn't matter what all the little details were, but that she even remembered part of it. And we just kind of found that as kind of like a little victory. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, as you've gone through this, like, you've tried anything as far as, like, keeping your memory up or anything? Has that been anything you've been aware of? Um, You did say you put things in your phone. Right. right. I guess that, you know, just to remember what we did. But Mm -hmm. I guess I always, every time I forget something or lose something, I panic like oh my gosh I'm getting dementia I do that a lot and I I wish I didn't but it's just it's constantly on my mind I guess my mom and yeah and I guess I'm you know I don't know with heredity and everything if I'm probably at somewhat of an increased risk and but then at the same time I'm like no I don't have it it's just I got 10 million things on my mind and I just forgot and you know it's okay to forget every so often as long as you remember later or it's not that it was a pressing issue that you forgot bread at the store you can just go back and get it now right right well and I think we all forget some things right I mean that's a normal human thing right so yeah yeah it's just when it's usually the things that I lose are things that I actually put away and if they're out you know on the table for a month I know where it is and then the minute they put it away (laughs) that's like what did I do with that (laughs) (laughs) and you're a mom of three taking care of a lot of things too right (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah, definitely 
Well, do a it's lot been... of scrapbooking, right. and I, I guess I'm yeah. trying to preserve memories that way, too. And mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. mom was keeping a scrapbook for each of the kids, just a real basic one. And I, and she gives them to them on their graduations from high school, and that's where my son is now. And I took the book without telling her about it, and I just wanted to kind of help her finish it up. I want to see what it really needs, and if, you know, I get a few more pictures printed, and then I'm going to see if I can get her to, you know, write under them and label them and stuff. And I guess it wasn't until I actually looked through the book that I saw too how her writing changed over the years. Yeah, I know that's and I think and pre- and preserving memories. I think now and yeah. it's you know not near as neat as it was, but sure. I think it'll still be you know special that it was put together by Grandma. Definitely, definitely. Well, and I think anything you can do that still reminds you of your mom or you know connects you with your mom I think is important is even more important now because you know how it can be fleeting you know yeah and I guess a lot of the stuff I did with my mom was we watched a ton of tv together we'd watch all these made for tv movies and um Mm -hmm. different mystery shows and dramas Mm -hmm. and soap operas and and I'd always sit next to her in the chair until we outgrew it then we had to sit together by the couch and I'm trying to desperately hold on to my 11 year old who we're starting to outgrow the chair too but I want to make those memories with her too and and then my mom and I also did a lot of shopping together and I enjoy that with my girls now Yeah. yeah yeah definitely well, I really appreciate you talking to me about this. And, oh, I did want to, the last question I thought of was, do you, would you encourage somebody who might be going through something like this with a parent or someone close to them to talk to and talk to people about it just to get that support that you've been able to get? Oh, I definitely would. Yeah. It's, it's not easy to bring it up or just to say it the first time, but once it's out on the table and people are so great and so supportive. It's just well, something, I, you know, you, you shouldn't have to go through alone. Right. Right. And I really think that people do want to love, or, you know, love on you and support you in no matter what you're going through. So I think it's by giving them that chance by telling them what's going on. And, and most people will be very respectful of that, I think. So that's important. Right. And almost, I feel like, you know, the, I was keeping this deep, dark secret that, you know, my friends, I even thought, well, you know, why didn't you say something sooner that I didn't, you know, trust them or didn't, you know, have a feel like I was close enough to them to share something that, you know, personal with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, have, and I think know, several, I have several friends that have already lost parents, I think, and mm-hmm that was maybe one of my hesitations that I didn't want to like, Oh, poor me, my mom's struggling with this. And then they were probably thinking, Oh, well, you're lucky you just have your mom there. And and sometimes I do look at it that way that, you know, yeah, she's not the same, but at least she's still here. Trying. We really appreciate you talking to me tonight. I, this has been awesome. Really. Oh, it helped me a lot too. I've, Shed, shed a few tears so I hope I my voice didn't crack too much but it, no it you didn't you did great it. yeah no I think it's awesome and I think that you it truly are helping your mom by talking about it because I think you but every person that hears this story and hears uh you know how 
how it's been hard to go through, I think then that gives them a little bit of help if they would go through something like this, or they might know somebody who's going through it, you know, sort of thing.